Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. Good morning, I'm Mike Sempervivi. We begin this Leap Day edition with last night's episode of AEW Dynamite broadcast live on TBS from the Probst Arena at the Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama. In the closing moments of the show, advertised as his final Dynamite, Sting descended from the rafters to aid Darby Allen and take out the Young Bucks on the entrance ramp with a baseball bat. Oh my God, look at this! It's Sting! Finish by walking into a trap! My God, look at this! The Young Bucks have no clue! And now the realization sets in! In the words of good old JR, business just picked up. Oh, what memories have been coming down, repelling from the top. And Sting turning the tables on Matt and Nick Jackson. This was the first time Sting had repelled from the ceiling in 25 years, having stopped doing so after the death of Owen Hart in May of 1999. Just prior... The Bucks had laid out Ric Flair, who teased helping them injure Darby Allin before immediately turning on the Bucks. In the opening segment, AEW World Champion Samoa Joe confronted Swerve Strickland, his scheduled challenger at Revolution, as well as Hangman Adam Page, who initially appeared on crutches selling an injury, but then attacked Strickland with his crutch at the end of the segment. Orange Cassidy successfully defended the international title against Nick Wayne, After the match, Roderick Strong attacked Cassidy until Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero made the save. Also on the show, Chris Jericho defeated CMLL's Atlantis Jr. when Atlantis Sr. threw in the towel while his son was trapped in the Lion Tamer. In other results, John Moxley, Claudio Casignoli, and Brian Danielson beat FTR and Eddie Kingston when Danielson choked out Kingston, Sky Blue pinned Chris Statlander, and Will Ospreay officially reported for duty as a full-time AEW talent hyping his revolution match against Konosuke Takeshita. Guys, I don't want to take too much of your time. I just wanted to come out here and say thank you so much for the reception. I'll see you back in November. Let me finish my obligations with New Japan Pro Wrestling. My obligations are done. So I took myself to Barbados for an holiday for 10 days. I got pissed with the missus, it was great. (laughs) I flew myself over here. Then I lost my bags. It's all right, they found them, it's all good. I come down here wearing my green tracksuit, looking like Kermit the Frog done leg day. But most importantly, I'm here in front of all of you guys to say I'm here for full-time work, baby. I'm all elite, bro. Turning to Mexico, the status of 16 luchadors is up in the air following the cancellation of their visas due to a miscommunication involving Laredo, Texas-based full-blown pro wrestling CMLL in the United States government. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security nixed visa requests for 16 CMLL wrestlers on Wednesday after breakdowns in protocol led to full-blown promoter Jerry Cadena canceling the request in order to avoid federal fraud charges, as first reported by PW Insider and later confirmed by Lucha Libre News website Lucha Blog. 
The batch of canceled visas were reportedly for Hechicero, Mascara Dorada, Soberano Jr., Templario, Volador Jr., Blue Panther, Robin, Dulce Gardenia, Sagrado, Captain Suicida, Espiritu Negro, Euphoria Fugaz, Jamilo Diablo 1, Jamilo Diablo 2, and Sangre Imperial. Lucha Blog noted that Full Blown was working with CMLL to provide group visas to the luchadors, with a CMLL official submitting a list of names to be included and full-blown signing off. The Department of Homeland Security reportedly questioned a different CMLL official about a name on the list, and the official reportedly indicated that the person in question should not have been included. Homeland Security then contacted full-blown for proof of a correct list, threatening to otherwise cancel the visas. Reportedly, full-blown asked CMLL to rectify the situation, which CMLL failed to do. As a result, full-blown canceled the visa requests in compliance with Homeland Security. The cancellations could affect WrestleMania weekend in April, as well as other upcoming shows, as requests for new visas could take two months or longer to complete. In other CMLL news on Wednesday, the company announced the very first all-women show at Arena Mexico will take place on March 8th. The company, which is celebrating its 91st year in business, ran its first ever all-women's show on October 25, 2022 at the Arena Coliseo in Guadalajara, and the first all-women's show in the city of Puebla on October 30, 2023. In ratings news, this past Monday's edition of WWE Raw brought in an audience of 1.738 million viewers to USA Network, according to WrestleNomics. That's down from last week's total of 1.870 million. The rating in the 18-49-year-old demographic was 0.57, which equates to 751,000 viewers, a decrease from last week's 0.63. NXT on USA Network fell for the second week in a row, drawing 570,000 viewers on Tuesday. That number is down from 616,000 last week and is the lowest the show has scored since the July 4, 2023 episode notched 508,000 viewers. NXT's 18-49-year-old rating came in at a .16, which equaled 214,000 viewers, and is the lowest the show has done since August 29, 2023. In some unfortunate news, Michael Jones, best known as Virgil, bodyguard to the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase during a memorable run in the WWF of the late 1980s and early 90s, has died according to an initial post by referee Mark Charles III and later confirmed by several outlets. At the side of DiBiase, Virgil took part in several high-profile moments in WWF history, including the main event, the most watched pro wrestling TV show in North American history, in which Hulk Hogan lost the WWF world title to Andre the Giant, as well as the main event of the first SummerSlam in 1988. The DiBiase-Virgil tandem was a major part of WWF programming from 1987 through 1991, with Virgil acting as DiBiase's enforcer, as he threw his money around in numerous memorable vignettes. DiBiase turned on Virgil in 1991, with Virgil enjoying a brief babyface push in which he held DiBiase's million-dollar belt for a short time, following a victory over the million-dollar man at SummerSlam 91. Jones first got into pro wrestling in 1985 when he was discovered by Tony Atlas during his time as a competitive bodybuilder. He got his earliest wrestling experience in the Memphis Territory as Soul Train Jones, holding the Southern Tag Team title with Rocky Johnson, beating Big Bubba, who was Fred Ottman, for the AWA International title, and challenging Nick Bockwinkel for the AWA World title. He
He debuted for the WWF in 1986 as enhancement talent Lucius Brown until being teamed up with DiBiase as Virgil in the summer of 1987. Following his babyface push in 1991 into 1992, Virgil slipped down the card in the WWF and finished up in mid-1994. Jones was brought into WCW in the late 90s as a member of the NWO being renamed Vincent. After the breakup of the group, he continued in WCW under several personas, including Curly Bill of the West Texas Rednecks, Vince Russo's bodyguard Shane, and Ernest Miller's manager, Mr. Jones. Following his departure from wrestling in 2000, Jones became infamous for his appearances at various conventions, sitting at poorly attended autograph tables. This led to the creation of the Lonely Virgil meme originally credited to Sam Roberts, then a member of the Opie and Anthony show. In 2022, Jones revealed that he had suffered two strokes and had been diagnosed with dementia and second-stage colon cancer. Mike Virgil Jones was 61 years old. And finally, in legal news, Billy Jack Haynes, real name Wilbert Albert Haynes III, 70 years old, was officially charged yesterday with second-degree murder and unlawful use of a weapon in connection with the death of his wife, Jeanette B. Kraft, on February 8th. Haynes was charged immediately after being discharged from the hospital for an unrelated health issue earlier yesterday and is currently being held at the Monoma County Detention Center in Portland, Oregon. Haynes was arrested on February 8th after a two-hour standoff with police at his home in Portland. The body of his 85-year-old wife was discovered by police in the home. Her death was ruled by the medical examiner as a homicide by gunshot wound. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The Wrestling News can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the Wrestling News across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the wrestling news. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network.